Welcome to the In Parenthesis podcast, created by me, Amy Ward, for In Parenthesis, a group that studies the lives and work of four amazing female philosophers. In this episode, we're going to talk about the work of Elizabeth Anscombe. In the previous episodes on Elizabeth Anscombe, we've talked about a pamphlet that she wrote called Truman's Degree. To find out more about why and how Anscombe stood up against the University of Oxford on this decision, I asked Dr. Rachel Wiseman for more of the story and context of the pamphlet. Dr. Rachel Wiseman is a senior lecturer at Liverpool University and one of the heads of the In Parenthesis Project. Can you tell a little bit of the story? Like, she would have been teaching at Oxford when she published this, right? And, it, like, was this unusual for her to kind of write a pamphlet against what the university was doing? I mean, yes, obviously it was very unusual. But I think by that time, she'd been at Oxford for a little while and she had a kind of reputation, particularly among the men, of being a bit of a troublemaker. So it was probably a little bit in what they might have expected from her, if you like. So the the pamphlet, Mr. Truman's Degree, is, is actually the text of a speech that she gave. So when she heard that convocation, which is, if you like, the decision-making body of the university, were going to have a vote as to whether or not they would give this honorary degree to Truman, she wrote to them and said, look, I, I want to come along and give a speech. She was allowed to do that. So a rumour went around the men's colleges that this woman was going to to do something dreadful. And she says in her pamphlet that the Dons in St. John's, which is one of the men's colleges, were told the women are up to something. We've got to go and vote them down. So everybody turned up to, uh, to see what was going to happen. And she gave this sort of incredibly provocative speech, really, because she's only a young woman. And she's in this very, the space that she gives this in is this very ancient building and this very austere, grand environment. And it's packed with all these men. And she basically says to them, you're hypocrites. Truman is a murderer. And then at the end of the speech, they have the vote and they all vote to give the degree to Truman. Then she then published that speech as the pamphlet and she sort of sold it around Oxford. She does have form for writing pamphlets. So when the Second World War broke out, she wrote a pamphlet called something like The Justice of the Present War Examined a Catholic Position. And actually that got her in a lot of trouble as well because she didn't get permission from the Catholic Church to publish this pamphlet. But she'd said in it, you know, a Catholic perspective. So then there's these letters in, in her archive between you know, various bishops saying, you know, my goodness, who is this woman publishing this pamphlet? So she had to withdraw that. So she did have a little bit of, of book. I heard Alistair McIntyre talking about this a few years ago. And he was saying that at the time when she gave this speech, which was in 1956, the kind of general vibe in Britain was very pro-America, pro-Truman. So she would have been very much speaking out kind of against the dominant view on Truman and on, on, on the war. So it was pretty fearless what she did, I think. Yeah, she's really standing up for what she believes against like everyone else. (laughs) I know, I know. And there were plenty of people around in Oxford, you know, her male colleagues and people much more senior than her who were opposed to nuclear weapons and who would have, who were writing kind of pacifist works and stuff. So there were lots of people who would have shared her view, but she was the one 
funny thing, so Basil Mitchell was a, a colleague of hers at the time, and he talks about it in his memoir. He says, um, Elizabeth Anscombe gave a dignified protest on account of Truman's having authorised the dropping of the Ottoman bomb. I'm afraid that the chief concern of the proctors was that she would be properly dressed and not in the shapeless trousers that she usually wore. <laughs> so this was another ongoing battle that she was involved in with the university, um, which was that she insisted on wearing trousers and they insisted on her not wearing trousers. So there were various uh, ongoing <laughs> skirmishes around that issue. And I think there was a... Yeah, the proctors were apparently terrified that she might turn up at this very formal occasion wearing trousers. <laughs> and of course, that's the kind of thing that would have sort of amused and horrified her, that they were prepared to give an award to a murderer, but then they were like making a fuss about her trousers. That's, uh, yeah, I can't imagine what she felt like doing that. I would have just been so angry about everything. Yeah, I think her anger, there's a few papers, there's this one, and there's another one she wrote called War and Murder, which also takes issue with pacifism. And um, in the edited collection that came out in the 80s, she sort of introduces that paper and she said she's going for this kind of satire and sort of biting criticism, but she ends up with this like, serious righteous rage <laughs> wow yeah so was there like any backlash against her did did she like get punished at all for standing up for this yeah I haven't come across any evidence of that and I'm not really sure what that would look like I mean she was already pretty ostracized I'd say I mean she was so brilliant so nobody could really ignore her but there was a lot of suspicion about her for a number of reasons not just because she was a woman and she was wearing trousers and you know always pregnant and just generally not behaving as a woman ought to but also because she was a catholic and there was a lot of kind of anti-catholic sentiment around there she was anti-liberal so she was very much kind of already treated with a lot of suspicion you know, she was already pretty out there on her own in a way. So it's not really clear what more they could have done. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested to know. If, I mean, one thing I came across the other day, for example, is, is after Wittgenstein died, one of the commissioning editors at the BBC was in correspondence with Isaiah Berlin and said to him, oh, you know, I'm going to ask Anscombe to, to do a, a talk on the BBC radio about uh, Wittgenstein. And Isaiah Berlin just wrote back and said, oh, God, you know, you can't ask that woman. She's a terrible Catholic. She's a, you know, she just thinks he's a saint. She's deranged. You know, like really just completely undermining her credibility. So I think there was probably a lot of that sort of thing going on. Um, but how much that would have affected her kind of materially, I don't know. When reading philosophy, sometimes it can be easy to forget that the authors were real people and lived real lives. Does hearing more about the context of Anscombe's pamphlet change the way that you understand her philosophical arguments, and in what way? Well, that's all for now. A special thanks to Dr. Rachel Wiseman for the interview conversation in this episode. You can find out more about In Parenthesis and Elizabeth Anscombe at womeninparenthesis.co.uk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>